Hey y'all, it's your favorite host, and I wanted to just pop in here to say, uh, if you're enjoying the show uh, and you'd like to give us some support, the best way to do that is through Patreon. Uh, I've launched the Patreon with a couple of tiers. There's a $3 tier, which gives you access to the Discord, and you come hang out with uh, me and the other friends inside of that, uh, and just kind of talk the show, talk a bunch of different nerd stuff. And then there is a, another tier, an $8 tier, uh, where you can get early access to episodes ad-free. Um, you will also get free access to all uh, micro-RPGs that I create in the future. Yeah, so again, uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you'd like to give additional support, that's one way to do it. Another great way to do it is just, you know, go on to whatever platform you're listening to and rate the podcast, subscribe, uh, follow, leave a review if you can. Um, those things really help gain visibility for the show, and it is always greatly appreciated. Link is in the description. Thank you so much, and back to the episode. Welcome to the Secret Nerd Podcast, where we think everyone should play tabletop RPGs and give you some reasons why. With me today, I'm very excited to uh, chat to this person again. This time it's going to be for this show, obviously. And uh, yeah, they are an engineer, a very loving parent, and a blogger. And we'll get into how some of those things intersect in just a few, if you would like to introduce yourself. Hi, I am Steffi, um, as known on Twitter. Uh, full name is Stephanie Campbell. And I run the tabletop rpg kids or ttrpg kids blog that's awesome yeah i i um i was a part of the blog you interviewed me for it and thank you for that and um yeah i think it's so cool to to have something that uh we can incorporate with our children because i think anybody who's a parent knows like when you love something you just can't wait for your kids to get involved in it too and uh and yeah so finding resources for that is is uh, fantastic and I mean, we'll definitely get into all of that, but you know where I always like to start because um, you listen to the show is, you know, how did you get into nerd stuff in general? So nerd stuff in general, I grew up with it um, pretty much. Uh, I'm going to say Star Trek was what got me into it. Yeah. I grew up watching Star Trek Next Generation, mostly because of my dad. It was on all the time. And I'm, as we're watching it, it never clicked when I was a kid that LeVar Burton was like Jordy LaForge and also reading Rainbow Guy. Yeah. And I was obsessed with both shows. So um, later in life, I was kind of like, oh my gosh, it's the same guy. And um, just like kind of got a little more obsessed with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Star Trek was really big. Um, I... Oh gosh, there's so much about Star Trek I could go into. Um, that was first date with my husband, and we went to go see the new Star Trek movie. And nice. 
first year of our marriage, I made him watch every single episode was like kind of our, our thing in the evening. We'd watch Star Trek. So that's a big one. I was really into a lot of fantasy books and shows. Yeah. Um, my cousin and I would do sleepovers and watch um, Xena Warrior Princess together. Heck yeah. That's and good. yeah, it was just, that was the best. We'd stay up till, you know, three in the morning and watch Xena episodes. Yeah. Um, I also did a lot of like mystery books and okay. games. So yeah. there's like the, the Nancy Drew mm-hmm. uh, video game series. Yeah. I would do that with my cousin or my mom. And um, those were always fun. I feel like that kind of taps into some of the nerd stuff too. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's like a little corner of nerddom as well. So lots of mystery books and games and things like that. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I have a, a, a pretty reasonable obsession with Sherlock Holmes, so I totally mm-hmm. understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, Sherlock Holmes was definitely a big one. So. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid. Um, for a brief time, before they like the school system failed me, I was in gifted. And one of the first things that we did was like learn about mysteries and, and learn about deductive reasoning and used uh, like a Sherlock Holmes scenario as as a, a way to kind of process that. And after that, I was like, oh, this is incredible. And then I didn't really have access to like a lot of the books and stuff. And it wasn't until there was an episode of Scooby-Doo that had Sherlock Holmes and Watson on. And I was like, yeah. This is my thing. <laughs> and then like, you know, definition of what's deductive reasoning, what's inductive reasoning. And like, oh, the word logic changed my life when I was, yeah. there, you know, yeah. um, like, and that too, Star Trek with the Vulcans. I was just like, oh, yeah. okay. Like this word means facts, evidence, mm-hmm. you know, following something that makes sense. Like, why are we doing anything different? Well, because right. we're humans and we're emotional, social creatures, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it definitely led um, a direction for my life. So that's super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Spock was like, Oh gosh. Every time we watched, um, anything from the original series, Spock was my favorite. Yeah. And pretty much like you said, it was that whole like logic versus like emotion sort of thing. Yeah. And just, I loved all of the like little idiosyncrasies that sort of happened because of that. And like, that was so much fun. So yeah. yeah. Well, I can't remember the name of the Vulcan in the Next Generation. Um, Next Generation. Or is it? No, I'm thinking of Voyager. Is probably Voyager was. was Tuvok. That was the black guy. Yeah. Yeah. That was Tuvok. Yeah. yeah. Tuvok was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that was like the first. He was the first Vulcan for me, which was cool too, mm-hmm. in the same sense of just like representation on TV, on TV. Yeah. like Jordy LaForge as well. Um, and then, yeah, but just the amount that I related to that, I think was just awesome. So mm-hmm. there's so much cool stuff. I think in a lot of ways, you know, Star Trek was kind of ahead of its time in that way, um, mm-hmm. at least in some regards, not everything, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's super cool. And then, yeah, so, and, uh, you know, when did you start to get into, um, like, engineering and stuff? Because that's it ended up being yeah. your career, uh, yeah. at least pre-COVID, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when did that start to come into your life? So the engineering kind of nerd side of things, um, oh, where do I start? 
Okay, so I was really into like a lot of sciencey sort of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I really had like a fantastic rock collection when I was a kid. And <laughs> yeah, was like into geology and things like that. Um, and then my aunt and uncle met a um, astronaut while they were on vacation. Mm. Was, uh, Jim Newman. Yeah. And like hung out with him on over in like I think it was Yellowstone. They were on oh, like wow. some kind of like survival hiking thing and my aunt and uncle were like, Hey, you wanna come back to our cabin and get a shower or something? <laughs> and so they hung out with him and um I found out about it and I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so cool and I think I was like seven or eight at the time mm-hmm. and I just like dove in, learned everything I could about space. Yeah. Um we're on like a family car trip and we passed like a space museum. I'm like, I want to go there. Like I need a bathroom break. We have to go to the space museum for the bathroom break. So, you know, we like go there. Um, My family did a trip down to Florida and they had it where each kid got to pick one day Mm -hmm. where it was like what you wanted to do. Instead of Disney, I picked the NASA museum. I'm pretty sure my siblings hated me. So um, it just kind of, from there, grew and grew. Um, In high school, I got, like, really upset we were skipping the astrophysics chapter in my physics class. Yeah. So I went and made a poster board um, (laughs) talking about, like, gravitational lensing, (laughs) like, just everything about gravity that I could find, and taught a class. (laughs) Like, I just showed up, and I'm like we're doing this tonight. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> let me do it. And like, she just took a break. I think just kind of sat there. Let me teach the class. That's so awesome. I was just like obsessed with space. Yeah. So going into college, um, I was kind of like, okay, we're going to do aeronautical engineering, aerospace engineering, kind of like go into that range. And um, eventually I ended up getting an internship at NASA Oh, I was able to sort of try that out for a summer and it didn't click. And I was kind of devastated. Um, I love the engineering side, but it was very um, like you get put on one project for a really long period of time. And um, it's kind of like the same thing every day. And so I was kind of like, okay, this isn't like, I got to like figure out something else. So um, after college, I, you know, I'm still like into all the space stuff, but after college, I ended up going into automotive engineering Okay. and, um, did body design, worked on windshields, body metal, um, body crash mechanics. So there's mm. like crumple zones and things like that in the car, yeah. um, designed a tailgate, um, fuel doors, things like that. And then moved into airbag design. And so I did airbags and crash testing for a while, which is always like a fun job to tell, especially with like my kid. Yeah. Like I have to crash cars, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. So um, it was way more data analysis than actually like crashing the cars, but I, it was a lot of fun, and um, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I ended up leaving my job in. Um, it was January, 2021. Cause by then yeah. like COVID had been going on for so long and yeah. my husband and I are both engineers. So like two engineers working from home with a toddler 
was was fairly stressful for that amount of time. So yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah. So taking a little bit of a break right now. Um, I'm teaching part time in a university, so I'm still kind of keeping up with stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's been it's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> No, that, that is really cool. And I, I, I think, I mean, engineering is just so fascinating. Um, and space is so fascinating too, but I, I understand too, like, it's one thing to like, okay, here's the part that I, I love. And then yeah. to get to, like, not all jobs translate to that. So I totally understand <laughs> of like, yeah, if something is just that repetitive, it's so hard to, yeah to, to ha- like, I, I used to manage a service company, uh, like construction service and, it was very stressful, but it was also like I was never bored because the problems were always different. You know what I mean? There was always something. Uh, it was constantly changing and, and like new things to evaluate and fix and stuff. And so, um, yeah, I get that part. It's definitely yeah. it definitely helps to have some <laughs> yeah. uh, uniqueness each day. day. Yeah, new problems yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, and then so when did you get into TTRPGs? Then, like when when did that get introduced into your life? So there's kind of, um, there's the main part of it, but there was sort of like a little precursor introduction. Yeah. Um, my uh, husband, um, he's also an engineer, like I said, mm-hmm. was working at, um, uh, I won't go into details about the company, but like yeah. they make beds and stuff like that. And he was working at like fancy ones, like hospital, like style, mm. yeah. you know, kind of moving up and down stuff. So there's a team of engineers there. And one of his friends from there started setting up a little mini D&D game to introduce everybody. Oh, nice. My husband was going there for like, it was like a six hour game that went past midnight and things like that a couple nights. And I'm like, what is <laughs> So, you know, he's telling me about it. He's having a blast and everything. And so for their last game, he's like, do you want to come along? They said it'd be okay. Yeah. And so I went and joined in. And oh my gosh, it was amazing. Yeah. That was like key moment, kind of like, or key <laughs> memory sort of situation, just kind of hanging out, playing D&D. Um, it was ridiculously goofy. Yeah. And um, we had a lot of fun, but it was the last one in this little mini campaign. So there wasn't another one to go back to. Yeah. And just adult life, you know, work and, you know, I was going to like, night school and things like that just sort of happened and it sort of trailed off and didn't show up again yeah then um after i had my kid um my brother was like hey you know you got some time or whatever like i was on like uh parental leave and things like that and yeah um needed something to kind of like do and sort of stay engaged and stuff like that. Uh, He's like, Oh, there's this podcast called critical role. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, listen to the first couple episodes. I'm like, okay. And like, after a little bit, I'm like, okay, I kind of get this. And it became this like really cool thing where I was having fun listening to it, but I was also able to talk to my brother about it. And we sort of bonded over that. And then I got my cousin hooked on it and we all would like talk about it. Like, Oh my gosh, they did this thing and they did that. And eventually we were like, okay, we need to do this ourselves. 
and I sort of just homebrewed a world and started a campaign and pulled everybody in on it. So um, just sort of jumped right in. Yeah. Had that one session <laughs> where I was a player and then jumped into DMing for, I was like, I think six people we ended up getting. So it was like a, kind of a large group. Yeah. And um, we had a lot of fun. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Did, was it uh, Critical Role Campaign 1 or 2 that you started? Started on campaign one. Yeah. Were you so confused when you started it? I was. (laughs) So the first episode I listened to was actually, it was like 30 minutes into campaign two. And I'm like, what are they talking about? It's like, they've done this before. I'm like, oh, I'm on the wrong one. So then I went to campaign one and I'm like, who are these people? (laughs) That was why it took me like a couple episodes where I'm like, I don't know if I'm into this or not. Yeah. And then I got more into it, especially after like talking with my brother and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was very confusing, like starting out kind of like 20% into a campaign already. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'd, I'd be interested to know like what their retention rate is for bringing a new player or new, mm-hmm. new listeners and stuff. Like when it's like episode one of campaign one, because it literally starts in the middle of their adventure and they don't explain a single right. thing. and and yeah so if you're like if you're not already invested in like checking out D &D or like know who they are so you're just like well i want to like watch you know matthew mercer play or whatever like there's really no reason to stick around if you don't know like you're just like waiting for answers and then me when i first tried it i was like all right let me go figure out what i'm missing so i was like searching constantly through youtube like trying to find where's the actual episode one where they're like level one characters (laughs) what's going Mm -hmm. on yeah, I think something like um, Dungeons and Daddies. Have you ever listened to that? I I have not, but they're on my list. Yeah, I think that's a better introductory uh, uh, show. And I think actually, yeah. um, shout out to CJ from Bird of Mouth because I I think they said this first. But like, it definitely makes sense that like I've introduced friends to it where it's like, hey, like I know you don't want to like really listen to an actual play of D&D, but like listen to this show because it's just hilarious. Like even if you yeah. don't get into the D&D side, they don't really play by the rules. It's just hilarious. And it's so yeah. funny. And so if you enjoy just comedy and laughing, which you should, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's way easy to get into. And then you can be like, okay, let me try playing it. And then you're like, yeah. oh, this is how a real game goes. Let me listen to an actual play that plays a real game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you can kind of um, – you know, see like what the rules are. Cause my best friend and I, we do that same thing. It's like, we have our podcast for just like fun stuff. And then we have the podcast for like actual play, like legitimate actual play of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's super cool though. I mean, it's amazing. You know, did you have any kind of like, uh, background writing? And I don't mean like, you know, you were doing it published and stuff, but like, was that something you did growing up too? Um, I didn't, so I was definitely more into like the sciencey kind of math track, but I yeah. did enjoy writing. Yeah. Um, I took like for my electives, like Shakespeare classes and there was yeah. like a literature on the screen kind of class <laughs> in high school Yeah. Um, because I did like writing and kind of those sort of assignments. Um, pretty much like go through life with a like second storyline going on in my head <laughs> it yeah. feels like sometimes where I'm just yeah. like coming up with stories and things like that so um definitely enjoyed it but I hadn't really pictured it being something that I would do later in life or that yeah. it could potentially be something that I'd 
like steer my like uh life path and career goals into yeah so it's been a lot of fun recently doing yeah. that that's cool um, i had done like technical publications and things like that mm-hmm. but you know the te- creative writing had sort of dropped off until i started playing um tabletop games and yeah. then it was like this creative release like i was just able to get it out on paper or you know engage with other people about it and you know talk about the campaign and like the story that's going on and it's been amazing yeah (laughs) that's awesome yeah but you know i think too in that same sense like having technical writing skills can only help you know as you continue Mm -hmm. to make more games and stuff uh, yeah because that's one thing for me like i'm much more of a creative writer and i i know this about myself but sometimes you know i take for granted like I'm aware of information that I haven't written down for other people to understand. Yeah. <laughs> so so um, that's where I struggle the most with when it comes to like designing games and stuff like that is like writing it in a way that's going to help somebody who doesn't know me or my brain process, like can pick this up and, and learn it and and go forward with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, in, in that first game that you played um, with uh, your husband's friends, were you the only non-male there? Um, I was. Yeah. So, what, what, did you find that like a, uh, like, how was that experience, I guess, you know, for you? They were um, amazing about it. Yeah. So I love hanging out with my husband's friends. Like yeah. there's so much fun and it's just kind of like, you just, they've never had a problem with me like being around and yeah. they've always been like very welcoming and accepting. That's so awesome. I was, I was actually nervous going in mm-hmm. and I was like, oh no, like, it's just a bunch of guys am i gonna make it awkward and then i showed up there and after about like five minutes i'm like okay this is gonna be all right and you know we just hung out so it was amazing that's awesome yeah that's so good it's cool anytime people are already doing either the work to be inclusive or just like Mm -hmm. you know just doing it and not even thinking about it um yeah makes a huge difference the first the first table i ever played at was all all men mm-hmm. and, but that was also this was like 2007 which i think was still a time where i was like i would have probably just you know based on the biases inherent in what i had known about life and nerddom i would have ha- found it hard to believe that uh, a woman would have or somebody of marginalized gender would want to play ttrpgs just because i never really experienced that you know um mm-hmm. and and yeah and then the first table i played in after that had two women and a non-binary person in them. And so I was like, yeah, this is perfect. And it was like, I didn't even bat an eye. I was just like, okay, cool. Yeah, we have a big table. We're ready to go. Yeah. Um, So I I love that though. Um, Yeah. And then, so when it came to like the world building stuff, you know, did you draw inspiration from a specific place when you did that first, that first game you wrote or the first, you know, session that you DM'd? So it was, um, I, I started them out in like a little bit of a test area. So they were stuck inside of a magic lamp okay. that had a little mini world in it that yeah. they were trying to escape. I used that as like an opportunity for them to try out their characters and things before committing to the, the larger campaign. And um, I I don't even know how I actually came up with that. I think I was thinking of like the Doctor Who TARDIS, mm. um, 
like, I think we had read a book to my kid where there was something about like a portal in it. And I just sort of like mishmashed all those ideas together <laughs> and ended up coming with this. Um, and that gave me like a few weeks to finish planning out like the larger world. So once they got out of there, um, the larger part of the world, I had it sort of each city was themed a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. um, I had a steampunk city where there were portals dumping in stuff from different time periods. Okay. And like the head of the city was using it to make like a ton of money and everything and sort of like manipulating all that. Yeah. Um, I had like the classic like starter village like on a lake where um, there's like some conflict brewing, some stuff with the thieves guilds, like classic example. Yeah. Um, and then from there, oh gosh, I um, in Avatar: The Last Airbender, there's like in the Earth Kingdom. Mm -hmm. like this one city that I based another one off of okay. it was like um, Ba Sing Se and there was yeah. like secret police and everything Yeah, that one was heavily influenced by like <laughs> there's no war in Ba Sing Se and like the players caught on like pretty quick that that was what was going on it was like um, it, it was kind of bad timing I had it where there was a plague going through and this was about a month before COVID hit oh yeah so, they still hadn't closed that plot line out when COVID shutdown happened. And so, and like, there were so many jokes about like, there is no plague in Boston <laughs> going on throughout it. And I felt so bad. But, um, it, I mean, it, I think it let everyone kind of joke about it yeah. and eased some of the tension around there. Um, there were a few cities that they didn't get to. I had, so I, I live in Michigan and there's like, Upper culture or like upper peninsula culture where um like it's, it's hard to explain but I <laughs> a city that they never got to where yeah. it was like food from that area and mm -hmm. like a little touristy trap area that was very similar to some stuff from my childhood <laughs> when we did camping trips so um I definitely took little bits of inspiration and kind of mishmashed them with different movies and books that I had enjoyed so that's awesome. Kind of all over influences. <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. Are, are are you all still playing that campaign now? I know you said uh, you stopped a little bit or when COVID started, but yeah, um, that one we ended it after I think it was about ten months. Okay. Ish. Um, we didn't actually get to the end. Um, we had to end it a little bit early for various reasons. Yeah. Um, there was like some player conflicts that. Mm. Uh, we had a little bit of hard time resolving, um, but we did start up another campaign. I actually used the same map, but changed the city names oh, nice. and what each of the cities were yeah. uh, and restarted things a little bit. And that one's still going on. Yeah. So it was uh, some of the same members from the previous group, new member here and there. Yeah. But yeah. That's oh. awesome. Yeah, and that's all uh, fifth edition. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's very cool. Have you? So, I mean, I know you've now with what you do with the blog, you've gotten introduced to a lot of other systems. Like, have you played? Have you played other systems that weren't targeted towards kids? Kids. So I have not done. Actually, yes, I have. Um, 
I played the charge system, okay. um, where it was called Path of the Wolves. Mm. Um, it was really good. It's like a Witcher inspired one for a one shot. I'm trying to get more. <laughs> yes. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. For the uh, audience, I'm wearing a Witcher shirt right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I totally didn't realize that. It was like covered up by your jacket. Yeah. Um, so that one was a lot of fun. Um, and then I have a list of others that I'm, I'm doing a play test right now. Um, but then once that play test is done, we're going to, I'm going to try and start doing like a monthly one shot with mm. different systems yeah. with my players to see what they end up liking. Um, and maybe for like the next campaign, we'll try out like a different one. So yeah. kind of try a few other options. Um, <laughs> Definitely with my kid, with the kid-focused ones, yeah. there's so many. Yeah, I've been trying a different one every other week for almost the past year or so. Um, and that was kind of what sparked me wanting to try more with the the grown-ups, yeah. like, sessions and things like that. So Yeah, it's tough. I mean, in my, in my home game, I've talked about it before, but, like, we were playing Pathfinder 2E. And I was like, well, I really want to play these other games. And I think we only we only have one dedicated day where we play as a group. I was mm-hmm. like, so I think we should like end an arc and then play other games. And I was like, let's start with Delta Green because that's one we've wanted to play for a long time. And we're on week three now of playing Delta Green where we were just going to do like one week, one week, one week of different game yeah. systems. And we're like, yeah, well, every time we end it, uh, a scenario, they're like, well, what? what happens next to yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so um it's tough but i mean it's just it's hard there's so many amazing games out there mm-hmm. um you know and and not a lot of availability <laughs> as a parent so. yeah <laughs> but yeah so i mean you know we we kind of talked around it quite a bit but um you know the the amazing thing that you're doing is is the ttrpg kids blog and and finding resources and kind of helping parents um get some answers on like how we can get started and stuff like that so uh yeah like in your own words let's let's talk about that how did that get started for you and and what is the the goal yeah so um uh it was around the time that i had i quit my engineering job so this was january 2021 Mm -hmm. um i was sort of there's like an adjustment period um, whenever something like that happens. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I have some extra time. And I had been kind of messing around with the idea of writing a book and had looked up, oh, well, if you want to write a book in order to get picked up, they want you to have a social media presence. I'm like, okay, well, I'll try out Twitter. Mm. And have been kind of messing around on there for a while and eventually found um, TTRPG Twitter. community and found some like parents on there who were playing tabletop games with their kids and posting about it yeah so big shout outs to um red worm daddy world of one and world of corn yeah um it's kind of like ttrpg parent squad yeah and i'm like oh this looks awesome i want to do this with my kid so I started looking up information or like posting some questions and I got so many different responses mm-hmm. on my posts. Like the one day it would be this set of advice. The next day it's a totally different set of advice where they're like, Oh no, you got to do this instead. Yeah. And 
looking up information on my own or trying to find games that were out there that would be appropriate for like a toddler. Yeah. Um, again, it, the information was varied. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also scattered about, so it took a really long time to research that. And like engineer brain, not having anything to engineer sort of, I guess, started piecing the information together and, Somebody had mentioned, oh, yeah, it'd be really cool if there was, like, a blog where all this information was there. And they're like, it's not that hard to start a blog. Like, (laughs) one night I couldn't sleep and came up with this, like, massive plan for how I was going to incorporate all this information in a blog and all these ideas I had. And it kind of grew from there. Yeah. So I started up, like, a Discord server, and there's a lot of people kind of chatting on there I'm like okay this could be something that like actually works it seems like there's interest and it ended up becoming like a pretty awesome hobby yeah plus it was a really fun way to connect with my kids so mm-hmm. um you know being a parent it's sometimes hard to connect with your kid yeah um yeah. as much as like nobody i think wants to say it um <laughs> you know there's only so many times you can play Candyland mm-hmm. before you lose your mind. Yeah. And um, things like that. Or, you know, it's, they're a person too, even mm-hmm. though they're like a tiny person. Yeah. And so they want to have that connection and play their own games and things like that. Whereas you're also trying to like maintain some semblance of self and not just get totally lost with your yeah. identity shifting into being a parent. So it gave me sort of an opportunity to work with that um, because I love tabletop role-playing games. I love yeah. my kid. Mm-hmm. Let's work on both of those together. And my kid had so much fun with it. And it sort of became, um, you know, instead of me being like the parent who is sort of running the household and handling like the educational aspects and being like the the businessy side of like the parenting duo. Yeah. Um, I had to take on more of like the fun parent kind of yeah. role in addition to that without really having to um, detract from like, you know, the, I guess, management side of parenthood, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. So, and it was fun for me. So, you know, we're making up stories together, um, trying stuff out and then, you know, I post about the experience on the blog about how it's helping and things like that. And other people are like, oh my gosh, this resource is amazing. I'm going to try this with my kid. And I hear like happy stories coming back from, you know, preschool teachers and parents about how they use some of the material. And it was a lot easier having that advice because like there's a learning curve with this. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it, it took a few weeks to get my kid used to, um, I guess telling a story and Mm -hmm. responding to a story. And like, even now we still have to work on, we roll the dice. We don't throw them, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you know, or, um, you know, stuff like that. So it's been very rewarding, both from having that bonding experience with my kid and watching him grow as a person because of this. And then Mm -hmm. also from being able to sort of help out others with having like a one-stop shop for all of this information, you know, like I link to other blogs and, you know, 
I like doing interviews um, <laughs> so that when we get more information um, on there and kind of like in one spot, like different perspectives and things like that. So yeah. people can just go to that one site, browse through a few of them and say, oh, this person's doing this, this person's doing that. And they've got options that are researched, um, reviewed, and it's all in one location. They don't have yeah. to be searching the vast expanse of the internet trying to find like the couple answers that you're looking for. So. Yeah, seriously. That's yeah. Sometimes, especially in something that's so niche, it's hard, right. To like, mm-hmm. to really get anywhere with that. And I think too, a lot of times, especially I've noticed in the TTRPG community, like, or the TTRPG space, that there are a lot of, we don't do necessarily a great job of like, giving key indicators for people to be able to find certain things. Uh, I've noticed that a a ton. Um, You know, people that you would assume that are doing a thing one way are like, oh yeah, but we're also doing things this way or we have this kind of, you know, representation or whatever it is. And you just don't know because nobody really talks about some of this stuff. Um, So I love that there's like, you know, TTRPG kids, like it makes that easy. Those are easy keywords, right? Um, And then you know, having that resource, I think is just so, so beneficial. So it's super cool that you started it and and are continuing to do it. Um, yeah, it's, it's fun and it, it is so interesting though. But like you were saying, I think too, it, it is hard, you know, with kids, it's hard with one kid, it's hard with more <laughs> if, yeah. uh, if you're like me and, and have three of them. But, um, but I think too, like, you know, I, I, as a parent, when I was first going to become a parent, I had a lot of fear of that same thing of just like, uh, you know, I'm a very logical person. Like we talked about like that, not being able to reason with somebody, even if they can't, because they're literally a child, like it, it has always been difficult for, for, for me. And so that was something that I had to overcome. Um, and, and I still sometimes to this day, like, have adult conversations with my kids and they're just like, what? And I'm like, yeah, never mind. I don't, yeah. I don't know how else to phrase this for you. Um, and so I just got to like calm down and just be patient. But um, yeah, it, parenting is hard, um, yeah. but it's cool that you're finding something that you can do that helps kind of bond and learn with them and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. This has been like a really good tool too for um kind of some of those hard parenting situations yeah because like i think i have a hard time actually like you said trying to reason with my kid because yeah like earlier today um what was it something happened and we weren't able to go stop at the library and he's like no you're lying and i'm like (laughs) oh i'm i'm serious i'm not lying we just can't go to the library today we're gonna to go to it like you know friday or something yeah he's like no you're lying and like wouldn't quit saying it and i'm like oh my gosh like you know i'm like i'm getting triggered right now yeah, yeah. and so i'm like okay um so situations like that having the storytelling aspect of things kind mm-hmm. of locked down yeah instead of trying to say no i'm not lying and then in his head he's just like no you are lying and whatever you say it doesn't matter yeah we can bring up a story about one of the characters that we're familiar with and that character's um 
like mom or dad or parent was taking them to the grocery store and the grocery store was out of the candy that they had been promised if they were good so they had to pick something else the parent wasn't lying but they just had to make a change and so we explain it with the story and then that clicks yeah so you know in the moment it's definitely very hard to handle like a temperamental toddler Mm. but then if i've been using this as sort of a tool to find a different way to explain it with an example yeah um and that's really helped and we've introduced that into some of the games too yeah. where um you know the the dragon doesn't want to eat their dinner and so we're trying to work out within the game you know here's how we make the dinner here's a little like side challenge where we're going to put the dinner together and make it and set the table and things like that now the dragon's going to eat the dinner and like my kid's like, no, he's not going to eat the dinner. And I'm like, why not? Like, Daddy's not done with work yet. And I'm like, so sassy about it. And I'm like, so that's why you've been giving me a hard time about eating dinner. It's because yeah. when your dad's in a meeting and can't come down, you don't want to eat. But he wasn't telling me because yeah. he's like three. Right. Yeah. So he doesn't know what to say. I'm like, okay that's what the problem is so we were able to work around that and actually like figured out what the root cause was by playing the game that's so there's been some kind of cool side effects because of that yeah helped me to sort of i guess realize that he is having a hard time reasoning with me too as Mm -hmm. much as i'm having a hard time reasoning with him yeah um his side is maybe more due to language barrier and not having the words all the time with me it's kind of like you know i can use my words and things like that but it's like how do i get it through to him and actually understand him was more kind of what it was so it's been fun and interesting from that time too (laughs) yeah for sure I, i mean it's tough like anytime that you're trying to communicate and you're like, what I'm saying to you makes sense. Right? Like, <laughs> it's so hard sometimes to like really get past that, uh, at least for me, where I'm just like, I don't, I don't know how else to say this. And so, but yeah, I mean, it, it really like, I think anybody who's committed to like being a good parent, you learn like patience is something you have to feel yeah. like you have to commit to it or it's not going to work. Um, mm-hmm. Or you just be fighting all the time and it's okay. no fun to do that. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> let's just avoid it. Um, yeah, yeah, but that's so cool. And then, yeah, and so I know at least one. You recently made a uh, a game. It was um, for the same game jam that I made my game in. But yeah, you know, what, um, let's talk about that. Like, what was that? Uh, was that the first game you ever made? Um, so I've done a few of them. So I'm, there's I'm thinking um, of the the mech game. Oh yeah, Solar Mech Squad. Yeah. So <laughs> that was. Um, for Caltrap Core Jam. And that one, it is a solar punk tabletop game where you're in like a, where you like control a Gundam style, like giant mech, (laughs) but it's a terraforming robot. Yeah. That is trying to like save the environment or like set up sustainable living and things like that. So you have like environmental hazards that keep happening like a, earthquake happens or like 
a tornado comes through and you've got to kind of deal with that. Yeah. So it's kind of like peaceful giant robots. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was, um, I had done like a couple of smaller game jams before, Mm -hmm. but that was the first like really big game jam that I think I participated in. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm really kind of liking them. Yeah. Kind of, it's an exciting challenge. So, yeah, I think, I mean, the, I wasn't going to do it. I just happened to interview Lex the week that it happened. Yeah. And as I was talking to them, it was just like, okay, yeah, I'll, I, I got an idea now. I, I think I can do this. And I do, like you said, I think it helps having like a time frame, right? A deadline. Mm-hmm. Because like, I'm a very much a procrastinator. So like having a time frame and being like, yeah, this is when it's due, uh, figure it out. I think it helps kind of just be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I really got to yeah. commit to this now. <laughs> but that's so fun do you play video games at all yeah oh have you have you ever played um god no i can't remember it it's a space game you're it's like a space exploration game slash no i can't remember it it's gonna drive me nuts now but there's it's a game like you 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 basically fly around to different uh, planets and stuff you can go like anywhere in this infinite galaxy and um you can terraform and you can create a mech that can terraform for you as well and i oh, can't nice. remember the name of the game it started out really bad and then they fixed it oh i know what you're talking about i can't think of the name either but i know what you're talking about oh. captures oh here we go no man's sky no man's sky that's right yes. yeah no man's sky. No man's sky. That's the one. Um, yeah, but there's yeah, you can you can create a a, a mech in there and then mm-hmm. use that mech as well for terraforming and stuff like that. And it's nice. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. But that one has some some combat. It's like <laughs> definitely has a little bit of of uh, violence, but it's like you know you turn it into mineral dust when you yeah <laughs> blow things up. So. Yeah, yeah, it's like PG, like yeah, pretty, yeah, 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 for sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean that's so cool though. Like I think you know, it's amazing that you know you come, you came into the space, you know, later in your life, and then now like doing all this stuff and creating games and things like that, um, and and especially you know finding that creative side of yourself, I think is so cool because like you said, being more into the, the sciences and things like that, it's nice anytime somebody can like take that over and, and express yourself in that way. Yeah. 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 That is very cool. Yeah. Um, do you have like plans to continue making more games and do you want to like do like a big game, anything like that? Yeah. I, um, so I actually have a series called story guider out. Okay. That is aligned with a preschool curriculum for their okay. social emotional learning. And that's the one that I've done quite a bit with. Like I have like six trilogies, I think for that. Oh wow. They're little, um, they're pretty modular. They take about an hour or two yeah. depending on like how in depth you want to go. Um, and like, if you want to let your kids do all the coloring pages. So <laughs> that's kind of my main one I've been doing. There was solar max squad for, Caltrop Core Jam. Mm-hmm. Um, there was Baker's Charge for the Charge Jam. Um, 
and that one was mostly because I love Great British Baking Show, and <laughs> I was like, oh, we could make a video or a uh, tabletop game out of this. So I did that one for the the game jam there, and then I've got another one called Magical Mayhem in a Mug. <laughs> so instead of using dice, it's like little tokens in a a mug, and you sort of like build up. Um, it's like a deck building game, but with okay. little tokens, and so you draw random ones, and that tells you like what powers you can use yeah. for that turn. So that was my like diceless mechanics, mm-hmm. and I've got like the base for that out. But once the story guider games have kind of closed out, I want to write some more adventures for that one. Yeah, and I've got this massive list of ideas, <laughs> like one that uses Play-Doh for kids and things like that and like a few others and then um i am one of the stretch goal writers for over aisles oh yeah that's awesome uh, hatchling games yeah and um there's actually uh belief beasts and disbelief denizens which is a like scout manual that goes along with inspire aisles and over aisles yeah I am going to be one of the co-authors for that. Wow. So along with like Rich from Hatchling. So yeah. I'm really excited about that. That is cool. Um, so definitely got some plans for the future and a few other projects that I'm working on. So yeah. it's uh, exciting. Do you, um, do you know sign? Um, I'm learning. Okay. So yeah. along with my kids. So yeah. we've gone through um the alphabet and uh he can like he recognizes most or like all of the alphabet at this point i think mm. um he has a hard time making the signs but like i i can do them and practice with them yeah and we're working on numbers one through 20 and then we're gonna start doing um like vocabulary words so yeah that's awesome yeah. Yeah, we we used it when when the kids were babies, especially. And mm-hmm. um, my son, I think they still teach it in their school now. And uh, yeah, he just will randomly come home and like start <laughs> showing me signs. But um, I, I've taken uh, an adult class, and it was really cool. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's that's very cool that uh, you know that's happening. I, I've I've played in a game with Rich one time. Uh, we mm-hmm. played a, a one shot together and um, yeah, I, th- I think that, you know, that's such a wonderful idea to, to help people learn because yeah. it, it is such a beneficial skill, you know? Yeah, and I think for sure. anytime, you know, we talked about communication, like anytime you can communicate with somebody when the most of the world is not going to, like, I think that's so helpful for, mm-hmm. for that person. So. Yeah. yeah. It's meaningful to show yeah. that you like put forth the effort and then you can actually like communicate with them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like, um, yeah. I, so I, I am curious about a question and, and we don't have to talk about this if you don't want to, but um, because you use they, them pronouns, you identify as non-binary. Mm-hmm. That'd be correct. Okay. So do you feel like playing D and D and other TTRPGs helped you kind of go through that? Like, gender identity process it definitely did um so i changed my pronouns on twitter to they them quite recently yeah um it had been like she they for a little bit Mm -hmm. and then you know part of that was like 
she, her. So, um, it's, it was kind of like the way that I look at it is I feel like whether I'm male or female shouldn't matter in most contexts. Yeah. And so that's kind of why I changed it. And, you know, there were a lot of times, um, where like I worked at a Japanese company and it's just your last name and then son, regardless of if you're like male or female. And I didn't realize then that that was like gender euphoria, not being called like miss or Mrs. So, um, later on I figured that out and I was like, Oh, that makes sense now. (laughs) So I just, you know, kind of took that out of the equation. So it was kind of, um, there had always kind of been something Mm -hmm. there and like, didn't really fit in with most of the girl circles yeah in life and things like that so um playing tabletop role-playing games especially as the dm you take on the persona of a lot of different characters Mm -hmm. and i really enjoyed that um and then seeing some of my players um playing uh stuff other than their birth gender um and then like i right now one of the campaigns that i'm in i actually have two characters um uh there's uh one male one female and i like flipping back and forth between the two of them and like that's a lot of fun and it kind of gave me an opportunity to sort of play test yeah um that a little bit if that makes sense yeah yeah um, for myself Mm -hmm. um and then also just the tabletop role-playing uh like twitter community is very open to it and i maybe didn't have a lot of that (laughs) growing up yeah so it was kind of i got into the community and was like oh my gosh this is like okay there's words for this like there's other people like i'm not alone and how i'm feeling and it was kind of like along with all of the tabletop rpg stuff that sort of hit me and i was like yeah. in shock i guess for a little bit and then it sort of sank in i was like okay this is something i can do i can try this out you know there's like a safe corner mm-hmm. and um you know i chit-chatted with like a few people in the space um uh cal from awfully queer heroes like yeah. major shout out there <laughs> um and like a few others and it's just it really helped me to connect with other people. Yeah. Like there's the basis of, or like kind of the intro of, Hey, we all like tabletop role playing games. And then, Hey, we have these other things in common. Um, that really helped me sort of define myself, um, find out things about myself and eventually be comfortable with, um, identifying that way. Yeah. outside of just like what's like on the inside if that makes sense yeah so. yeah definitely yeah. yeah i think that's really cool i you know i think that while there's still some issues with the ttrpg twitter space mm-hmm. um there there are a lot of examples like that i think of of people just kind of coming together and and you know raising each other up and being positive and yeah i i mean it's one of the things for me because like 
gender identity has never been an issue for me, but like certainly the the definition of masculinity has been something that I've talked about before. And like knowing that there are people who enjoy the same things that I enjoy and that I can talk to them about like, oh yeah, here's some music that's like not traditionally masculine that I listen to. Or like I talk about crying on my podcast all the time uh, when I watch kids movies with my, with my children. And, um, you know, or just in general, like, and I think that that, that, like you said, really does help kind of uh, make you, put you in a space of like, okay, yeah, we're, we're, we're safe here. Right. And, and we can have this conversation and we can still go on and enjoy these things together. And it's not going to like detract from that, you know, Uh, unlike, you know, in some cases where people work at a business and it's like, you have that fear of, of talking Mm -hmm. about certain things or, 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 um, you know, going through that process, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, thank you for sharing that. You know, I think especially for, you know, it it seems like that there are so many people who are like in their early twenties that are, are coming into this and like just really, um, kind of embracing it because the people around them are embracing it, which I think is wonderful. Mm -hmm. But I think too, you know, for folks who are adults who are, are, you know, I don't know how old you are, but I assume, um, yeah, early thirties. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. And, and so, um, but yeah, for, for folks like us to, to find comfort in being in our own skin, I think is so important as well. Um, because, you know, in, in time in, you know, 2022, it's all the same year for us, regardless of how old we are. So, you know, the, the process of, of society, wrapping its brain around an idea is still happening at the same time for everybody. So yeah, I I love that. Um, Yeah, very cool. And yeah, so, you know, when it comes to the blog, like, have you ever considered doing a podcast? Because you already interview folks, so so like you transcribe it. Um, But has that ever like, you know, is that something that you're considering at all or? I thought about it for a little bit and I've definitely interviewed with a lot of podcasts. And I've enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, for running my own podcast, it's very intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> so right now, I think um, time spent on the blog is about where it's at, at least until my my kid starts school and things like that. Yeah. Um, just because, like, the blog is kind of taking off, which is a good thing, but it yeah, also requires sure. a little bit more time. Yeah. But I am working with. Um, Rich from uh-huh. Hatchling to maybe do um, on his like Twitch stream. Yeah. I uh, have like some guest appearances and things like that on there. So that might be like a little bit of a foray into live stream. <laughs> yeah. So might might try a few things out. We'll see. The slowly segue into it. Yeah. 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 No, that's cool. I mean, it, it yeah. If you decide to, um, just let me know and I'll happily give you some tips uh, because it is, while it is intimidating, um, there are things you can do to like prepare yourself for it Mm -hmm. Um, and and it makes a difference. I think like, I for sure didn't know all the tips, but I also hyper fixate on things whenever I start to think about it. So I spent a solid six plus months just researching podcasting before I even started. And then when I started doing it, I was like, oh, I need to research even more now. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's 
it never ends. So, yeah. um, no, I appreciate but, it because it is something that I've been thinking about, but I'm like, I have like set up the schedule and like mm-hmm. have a few people and record it and like edit and all this other stuff. <laughs> and, like, like, there's so many things. So, yeah. yeah, I know that's that's me for streaming. Yeah, like, I've had quite a few be like, you should stream, and I'm like, mm. I'm gonna have to learn how to make a layout. I'm gonna yeah. have to like set a schedule, and then I have to do that. And uh, yeah, I enjoy having some free time. And while yeah. this, like, this has been incredible, you know, the podcast itself, um, I like have learned I need to set limits too because mm-hmm. I want to talk to so many people, but I know like I will overwhelm myself if I'm like doing two three episodes a week all the time like it's just too much yeah. so you really yeah. gotta like set limits especially if you're a parent like mm-hmm. i think we can probably both speak to that like create boundaries set time up for self-care because yes you will need it <laughs> yeah pretty much and like the same thing kind of happens with the blog too there's yeah. so many games i want to play but i'm like i i started doing like two releases per week mm-hmm. and so like the time commitment went up and I'm like, oh, I got to watch myself because I yeah. could easily see myself like, oh, well, I can do like a third one. And then like getting into that whole, this is too much sort of thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely scheduling time for that because it is kind of a self-care thing. Like it's, you know, yeah, like a sure. hobby project. Yeah. So it's like Saturday afternoons are TTRPG kids time. So yeah. I get like a couple hours like chunked out to yeah. work on stuff. And my husband watches my kid, takes him out to the park and things like that. Yeah. And I have like quiet house and can just like type a million miles an hour in the silence, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, do yep. my thing. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's true. But I, I do think like there's that, that limit of like, okay, now I've, I've only done this thing um, because they're like, I love it, but I also, I don't really love editing. Yeah. Um, and and I know that like I stress about about the the growth of it. Like I can't mm-hmm. help but like constantly be analyzing it. So it's hard to like, okay, you need to step away from this sometimes and just do something else, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, so like once a week is like that's where I've done. But you know, um, I think too, like as you continue to grow, like you've you've been talking about, like. It's like okay, well now I've been invited to other things, and I got to do this right. other thing. Like, so yeah, my my poor wife, she's been very um, she's been very supportive, and I'm appreciative of that. <laughs> but I also yeah. try not to take advantage too, because it yeah. it easily get out of hand. So yeah, 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 I totally get you the same way. <laughs> well, very cool. Well, I think that's where we'll end it. But this has been wonderful to talk to you again and uh, and hang out and um, yeah, I hope you know, folks definitely go check out your, your blog. Um, even if you don't have kids yet, I think it, you know, you might find some stuff on there that'll, you know, help introduce it to you, nephews, nieces, nibblings, whatever. So yeah, I think it's a good, a good place to go, but you know, where, where can we find that at? Yep. It is ttrpgkids.com. Okay. That'll take you to the direct homepage. Yeah. And from there, um, there's links to like other areas I've set up. So I have like a tiny little subreddit. <laughs> if um, you prefer to get your updates through Reddit, there's like a email list, um, yeah. Twitter account, uh, Discord, Facebook, 
all that. And I have an itch page where I've got all my games. So yeah. should should be able to find it all through there. So. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, yeah, thank you again. And um, yeah, good luck with the blog. I'm excited to see how it grows. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for having me on. Good yeah, chat. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you would like to reach out to us, check out the many options on the Anchor app or anchor.fm on your browser. You can also reach us at secretnerdpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the show, and if you'd like, leave a review to help us grow this thing. <laughs>